Good morning, folks. Happy Wednesday to you all. My name is Kevin Gray. This is the Rock Bottom Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about living life on life's terms. This is a good one for me today and tomorrow. Those of you that are closest to me know why. But anyway, we're going to dive into that. Last time I had a shirt and tie on, I didn't have my slacks on yet. So I'm just going to prove something real quick because I know I know some of you all that are watching And if you're not watching live because we're an hour early, you may be watching later. Daniel Wright, this is especially for you. Slacks are on, suited and booted, ready to go, ready to face the day, ready to face life on life's terms. Stay tuned. Let's get this thing cracking. Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important? Getting Everything come back around full circle Why do lies sound pleasant but the truth hurtful Everybody gotta cry once in a while But how long will it take for you smile? This is that combat to life shit My niggas pick me up and we gon' light the city up As if the sun had the night shit What is up, folks? Thank you so much for tuning in if you're here an hour early And I'll go ahead and say and I'll go ahead and say thank you so much If you're gonna check in later And watch this uh, on the replay. I would appreciate that as well. So we're talking about life on life's terms today and what that means and what that looks like and what that comes with. To me, that comes with a lot of acceptance, a lot of understanding, a lot of compassion, a lot of patience, Gato. A lot of resilience, a lot of adaptability. So we're going to dive into some practical tips on how to live life on life's terms. But first, we must understand the concept of living life on life's terms. Not too long ago, I wasn't very good at this at all. I didn't know how to handle when things were bad. I didn't know how to handle when things handled uh, it when things didn't go my way. Or when something didn't meet something or someone, by the way, didn't meet my expectations. And a lot of times that's rooted in self-centeredness, self-will, ego, pride, Greed, seven deadly sins. A lot of the crap inside of us are rooted in those seven simple concepts. I'm just saying. So what does it mean to live life on life's terms? Well, basically, it's the idea that life is inherently unpredictable and full of surprises. 
all the time, all the time. When we are literally only in control of the things that we are that we are in control of. And a lot of the time, that's just as simple as what we're thinking, what we're feeling, and then how we're acting. That's really all we can be in control of. If we can control those three things and have the mindset, mentality, approach, perspective, to be able to pause in moments of adversity or when life smacks you in the face with a two-by-four, that we can control how we react to that. Or if we have something upcoming or in the future that's on the calendar, I've got something today and tomorrow that are primetime examples of living life on life's terms, having to live life on life's terms, facing consequences of my actions, my selfish actions, things that I wanted to do for whatever reasons they may have been. In the moments where I made the decisions I made for me to now have consequences to face, I didn't have the ability to stop, pause, think, react appropriately, get in touch with my mind, body, spirit, and do the next right thing. I thought I had a good moral compass. I thought I was doing the next right thing most of the time. But that's impossible to do if you don't understand what it means to live life on life's terms. You see, it's not always about you. It's not always about what you want. It's not always about what you feel. And it sure as shit always isn't about the way you act on those things. Because now you're affecting someone else. You're affecting something else. You're affecting yourself. You're putting your bat, yourself in a bad situation. So living life on life's term is rooted in a desire to have control and predictability that oftentimes just leads to frustration and disappointment. You know, you hear it all the time. Placing expectations on someone, something, an experience, a person, place, a thing, having a preconceived expectation of how that's going to go or how that interaction is going to look or how that experience is going to make me feel is a straight setup for disappointment. And it's a straight setup for resent for future resentments. Like if I have this preconceived notion of how things are going to shake out today and tomorrow, and they don't go the way that I intended them to, or the way that I predict they will, or the way that I'm planning the rest of my life based on how these next two days go, and my expectations aren't met, I'm going to be a mad son of a bitch. If I don't accept life on life's terms, there isn't a damn thing I can do about today and tomorrow and the events that arise in those two occurrences and the consequences I may face. There also may be some good things come out of both of these. It's not all doom and gloom. Could be good, could be bad, could be average, could be livable could be acceptable, but what is even acceptable? Acceptable to me or acceptable to what's right, what's fair, what's just? 
That's what life on life's terms is. It's taking out the desire of control and predictability. Because 99.9% of the time, when we have a desire for control and we want to predict, fix, manage, we're left with frustration. We're left with disappointment. We're left with resentments. And that's no way to live in here. When you got those three things going on inside of here, just imagine what that's doing to your nervous system. And then just imagine how you're taking yourself out into the world and how you're acting and how you're treating other people and what your relationships look like. You think I'm going to be capable of, you think I'm going to give a shit to try and do the next right thing? When I've got frustration, disappointment, resentment, anger, fear running around all inside of my body and a snowball's chance in hell. then I'm going to be able to carry myself and do the next right thing. So this brings me to the power of acceptance. It is so important to have acceptance in your life. And I mean true acceptance. True acceptance is that I am not in control of what happens. I'm certainly not in control at all of what happens on Thursday. Now today, if I can show up and keep my emotions in check, and do the next right thing and voice my opinions or my wants or my needs or desires derived from a solid moral compass, then I can navigate this challenge today a little bit. But still, at the end of the day, there's someone that's going to decide what's right, what's wrong, what the agreements look like what proposal he wants to hear or not. That ain't up to me. How well have I prepared? How well do I take my emotions? How well do I take my actions into this meeting today? There are so many psychological benefits of just letting go. Letting go of the resistance and embracing what is. You know, a buddy of mine I was in treatment with got a tattoo on his, his, on his forearm so he could see it all the time. And it's a playoff, let go. And at the end of the word go, he put a faint D on there. And it says, let God. So let go and let God. And again, I'm not saying God has got to be the God. But whatever drives you, whatever your purpose is, whatever your higher power is, whatever fuels your inner being, your passions, desires, the things that bring you joy and happiness, those things can be a higher power. Showing up for this podcast and doing this every morning can be a higher power. It doesn't have to be God. But you've got to find some trust and you've got to find some faith and you have got to embrace that life is what life is. 
And you see, if you can just show up and do the next right thing and get in harmony with your mind, body, and spirit, life gets a hell of a lot easier. There's a lot less resistance. There's a lot less tension. There's a lot less animosity. There's a lot less letdown. There's a lot less resentment. There's a lot less anger, fear. And oh, by the way, when you can let those things dissipate in your life, watch your self-centeredness start to drift away with it. So resilience and adaptability. How do we do it? The role of resilience is critical. And again, this is just like building into, working into a, a let's make it simple. I don't, I don't, we don't need to get complicated with this crap. Um, starting an, a, an exercise and diet routine. You got to have resilience to do that. You got to have resilience to get your ass out of bed in the morning and get the kids ready for school and get them on, get them there on time and make sure they get breakfast and their homework's done. That takes resilience. How did you get there? How did you get to the point that the kids homework's done? They got a good night of sleep. They got their breakfast and they got to school on time and they're safe, sound, happy, secure. It took practice. I bet on day one, I bet on day one, of school with your children, that didn't look so hot. So I'm not saying on day one, when you decide to say, I'm going to live life on life's terms, and I'm going to be resilient with that, it ain't going to look great on day one. I'm on day 183, and it still doesn't look great. And it may never be perfect, but by God, it's better. Because I'm mindful of it. I'm aware of it. I'm strengthening myself, therefore strengthening my resilience to it. And resilience isn't the same thing as stubbornness at all. Don't get that twisted. Stubbornness is going to lead you right back to a dark place. If you're going to go out here and say, I got this, I'm going to live life on terms. I'm a dog. I've been able to do everything in my life I've ever wanted to before. I got this. That's stubbornness. That's cocky. That's pride. That's ego. Have some acceptance. Have some surrender with this stuff. And look, the way I do it today is that hour I spend in the morning with myself, working on myself, being with myself, listening to myself, connecting to my higher power, meditating. If I don't get myself in the right mindset and get my emotions in check and get my feelings in check and work through and talk through my acceptances, my surrenders, the things that are out of my control, think about the 24 hours ahead that I'm being a stubborn SOB because if I don't do that, I'm just saying, oh, I got this. Hold my beer. Watch this. I know exactly where that's going to lead me. And I'm not saying where it leads me is the same place it's going to lead you. 
but it's not going to lead you to a good place. You won't build any resilience without some kind of routine, without some kind of awareness, without some kind of check-in and saying, hey, whatever it means for me today, I'm going to live life on life's terms, or I'm going to try my best to live life on life's terms. And I'm going to accept everything that comes at me. And when things come at me, I'm going to handle them to the best of my ability in a certain kind of fashion. And you're going to fail a lot. You're going to trip, stumble, fall, screw it up, do it wrong a lot. I still do it wrong a lot. But I'm building resilience to it. I'm getting better. See, I'm creating muscle memory with my mind and my emotions. This happens seven months ago. I already know what my reaction is. Anger, fear, loneliness, frustration, resentment. And now, because I've done some work on myself and had a little bit of acceptance and awareness and mindfulness, if something happens and I feel that starting to happen inside of me, let's call a quick timeout. Life. Call a life timeout. Even if it's just for a couple minutes. I can't tell you how many <laughs> over text, over WhatsApp, voice recorder, over email, cowboy, gunsling, and spur of the moment text wars I've gotten in in the last two years because I wanted to get my emotions out and my feelings out, and I needed to be heard, and I was right, and you were wrong. And, oh, damn, I can't wait to say that. <clears throat> Been doing that for two years. Getting ready to walk into the meeting that's going to resolve the things we were text arguing about. How much of that shit and that energy of mine that it consumed and the rage and frustration and fear and anxiety and stress and resentment. Is that going to help today? Is that going to serve today? None. Might as well just not have done it. Can't tell you how many hours of my life I lost engaging in bullshit. Because I wanted to feel better about it or I wanted to be heard. Screw it. Live your life. Just show up and do the next right thing. Put action into place. Let them be miserable. Let them worry about it. Let them deal with it. Because if you just show up and do the next right thing and live life on life's terms, it all ends up in the wash anyways. And what's meant to be is going to be. And what's going to happen is going to happen. We get it twisted so frequently that we, ourselves, are in control of everything. We can predict everything. We know how everything is going to go, and if it doesn't go that way, I got screwed. 
or I wasn't justified. And now I'm going to be defensive and irritable and angry. All I can do is show up in this meeting in an hour, handle my emotions. I've done <laughs> the last seven months, I promise you, it may not have been perfect, but I've done everything I said I was going to do, and then some. I've done the next right things as it pertains to what I'm getting ready to walk into for the last seven months. So I'm solid. My boxes are checked, and that's all I can do. Was arguing with the other person that's going to be in this meeting over the last two years productive? Did that solve anything? No. Nothing. If anything, it probably held the, the thing up a little bit and vice versa. If we could have both shown up and done the next right thing, who knows how long ago this may have been done? I didn't know how. I didn't know what the next right thing looked like. I had no clue how to deal with my thoughts and my emotions. And it was all about me. Seven months ago, walking into the meeting I've got today, I would have been a nervous, anxious, stressed out, fearful, self-centered, looking, trying to figure out how, how this could all work best for me. Raged. I would be enraged. My nervous system, my thoughts, my emotions would be all over the place. They would look like all the stars and planets and dust and all the shit that's up in the universe scattered out all over the place. That's what would be going on inside of me right now, seven months ago. Do I seem worked up? Do I seem anxious? Do I seem fearful? I mean, a meeting starts in an hour and five minutes. I'm cool. But that's because I've practiced this stuff. That's because I've built up resilience. That's because I've built muscle memory and repetition. And I've practiced techniques that help me feel better and deal with the shit that goes on inside of me. And let me just hit on this. I got to get off because I got to drive downtown through rush hour traffic. So we're going to wrap this one a little early, I hope. And get off on another tangent. You know how that goes with old Kev. But finding some meaning in the unpredictable, man, that is, that, that requires some depth. That requires some reflection. That requires some acceptance and awareness. Finding meaning in the unpredictable. And what I mean by that is finding growth when life does throw you a curveball or challenges do come into your life, or things don't go the way you wanted them to go? What can you learn from that? What can you gain from that? How can that make you a better person? Because when you become a better person, and when you start doing the next right thing, and you can figure out how to live life on life's terms, the people in your life, they observe that. 
They feel it. They watch it. You don't have to say anything about it. They just know. When I'm working my program and I'm in rooms with people that have been doing this 15, 20, 30 years, they don't have to tell me how long they've been working the program. I feel it when I talk to them. I feel it in the way I watch them interact with other people. I feel it with the smile they have on their face when they glance at me and say, hey, people feel it. And most importantly, you feel it. And that's why people think that about you, because you're feeling it. And those are now your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions, your actions. And you don't have to say a damn word. About, you don't have to say, I've been in the program for 25 years. I could have guessed. Because I see how that man or woman lives their life today. And how they treat me. And how they make me feel. And how they're willing to help the next, right, the next man. And how they always do the next right thing. It becomes obvious. There's so much growth. So much growth that can happen and found in life's challenges. Even traumatic stuff that happens, the growth that can happen in post-traumatic events, post-traumatic stress, depression, anxiety, the growth that can come from that. I say that it's, uh, some of the people in my program are the most solid human beings I've ever met in my life. You know why? Because they've been through the most shit. They've been to hell and back. Some of them multiple times. They have post-traumatic growth. I see it. I know their stories. I know what they did. I know how they treated people. I know the way they acted. I know their rock bottoms. They sure don't look like that today. Because there's so much growth in adversity and in post-trauma. So much growth. It's a breeding ground for growth. That's why you hear all the time people say a rock bottom is the best foundation to start over from. They ain't wrong. They ain't wrong. That's all I got today. Just go try to live life on life's terms just for today. Just try it. And then try it again tomorrow. And then try it again the day after that. And then try it again this weekend when you're probably around more of your friends and families. I love each and every one of you. Have an amazing Wednesday. I will see you tomorrow. Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important? Getting or letting go.